good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We have a great show for you today. Got some wonderful guests, some talented guests. But before we get into that, please welcome my DJ, G Storm. All right, all right. Thanks for that uh, warm and lovely introduction. One of my favorite songs. It's a classic. Um, normally, I like to share with recent news and events. Um, I'm not sure if y'all seen the latest. Another black man uh, tragically was killed by a police officer. I don't want to get too much into it. Um, I've seen the videos. It's definitely something that's been going on for a long time. It's it's very disgusting, and actually, um, I don't want to just focus on it too much here. Um, in other news, I will say um, we do have some 2020 graduates, so congratulations to all those that are graduating from high school during this challenging time. So with that being said, right quick, let's move on, and uh, let's talk about it. So today, my special guest is a notable stage rocker known for her high energy performances and interactive audience presence, please welcome the talented and engaging songstress, Joy Carter. <laughs> nice, nice. Joy, Joy, that's you're getting it. Okay, I love it. I love it. I love your energy. I love your energy. So that's joy, and that's joy with an I, right? So yes, joy with an I. So y'all need I need a better introduction than that. That's like you reading off of the paper. Like you actually know me. I need you to introduce me like you know me. Not I'm oh. like that other sister over there who I just heard about. I, I need a Okay, I tell you what. So what we do, because again, we all about organic and, and, and keeping it real and, and change. So let's change that introduction. So right now, here we go. I want y'all to put your hands together for the sensational, the amazing. This woman has a voice like an angel. Her moves, her energy is, is something that is unheard of. And if you haven't heard her, you will because she's sensational. I can't say nothing about that. She's easy to look at. She has a good vibe. Her energy is right. Put your hands together. Welcome to Living a Rich Life Talk Show. The one, the only, my good friend, songstress, Joy Carter. <laughs> and she got all her teeth. There you go. Right, there you go. That, so okay. that, was, that was, okay, true don't indeed. Worry, don't worry. After, after those 30 questions you sent over, I'm throwing you off your game. So <laughs> just true, be, true. you're not prepared. But be prepared. <laughs> I'm always prepared sometimes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining. So let's get right into it, Joy. I think, um, you know, we, we put your promo video out there. A lot of folks had a lot of questions. And actually, some of these questions came from some of your supporters and your fans. 
Um, so Guys, I don't believe that. Yeah, it well, I tell you, I did. I inboxed a couple of folks because, like you said, you know, I've seen you perform, and it's always a, a wonderful event. But first and foremost, so tell us, tell us where you're from. Baltimore. <laughs> okay, Baltimore. That's it. <laughs> Next question. Uh, no, I know that's right. So, so for for you and, and growing up and being from Baltimore, how did yeah. you? discover your ability when did you discover your ability that that you can sing um i don't know it wasn't it wasn't the ability to sing it's just something that i really like to do okay. um but i didn't really start singing in front of people until high school um like my junior year of high school and uh it wasn't that I wanted to be a singer. I just knew I wanted to be in entertainment in some form or fashion and went to college and probably picked the worst degree to get because I didn't need to go to college for, which is radio production, right? You don't need to go to college to be on the radio. You go to college to own the radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I'll leave that to the producers. Yeah. But not. But nonetheless, um, I fell in. Not fell into. I'm. I'm. I'm a visual artist also. So I. I my minor was uh, graphic design. So I kind of geared more to that. Um, I graduated from Howard University. Um, class of hmm hmm, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody don't want to tell her age, huh? Well, you, you know what? I'm not ashamed of my age. I just turned 40 this year, and, you know, I'm happy to be 40. 40 is great. It feels like 39. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, and my, my first job out of college wasn't radio. My first job out of college was um, I was an assistant Montessori teacher. Teaching. Okay. So let's let's. let's uh, Montessori. Montessori teacher. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I had understand. The, I had the, yes, I had the toddler room. So I had 18 months to three years old in one class. So that was like the best birth control ever. And then I had a friend tell me about this opportunity. They were tipping at Radio One. <laughs> okay. And they okay. needed a graphic person, whatever, whatever. And I worked for Radio One for like five years. And, you know, that became what it became. And in the midst of that, in college, uh, probably around like 22, is when I met some really cool, interesting people that kind of helped me be able to use my voice and learn how to, you know, make a song and create a song and write. Um, but even then, I still didn't go 100% into singing. I still, I, I thought I was okay. I didn't think I could sing. That wasn't. Uh, okay, so. So you started, so you started, I guess, your first singing in front of a crowd in, in high school, right? So yeah. let's, let's, let's take it from that first crowd. How big was that first crowd versus to where you are now? Because, again, I've been to some of your events and you're singing. And pathetic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like you can't compare Artscape to Admiral's Cup. Like if, if you have the one's a bar, the other is an outdoor venue, one of the, the largest and, 
free. And bo- but listen, but listen, <laughs> both, 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 both were, both were packed. That's the first thing, right? Because you're, you're right. You got artscape and this outdoor, a lot of folks, right? And we're going to get into all that too. But then Admiral Cup where you got, you know, and again, any given time, folks are, uh, they can't get in because there's not enough room, right? So you, you know, versus high school, I guess, where you're like singing for your friends. Let me just say this, music, music, I played the violin and all of us, but music was not like the love of passion. It was just my youth and wanting to do certain things. I gravitate, like I said, I gravitated towards entertainment. I knew at some point that's just what I wanted to do is I cannot compare my first time singing in Leader of the Pack at Pipestow High School. Um, <laughs> I cannot compare that crowd to any other, any other crowd in my life because guess what? I didn't even, even know who was there. Gotcha. I, I don't think I even looked into the crowd. I couldn't tell you if people were there or not. Um, it was, if I needed the pins, that's all I had to say during that time. <laughs> Okay. I needed so I, I'm sure there was a crowd. I didn't see <laughs> what so so as we talked about, so let's just move a little forward, fast time and forward. So some Please. of the crowds that you play now, right? Because uh, 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 first first and foremost, are you uh, are you a traveler? You enjoy traveling? I love traveling. Okay. That's, so that's, yeah, let's let's include the travel in this aspect. What's the largest crowd you part- you know have performed for? Um, and whether it's here in the States or abroad, because I know you've done some traveling um, abroad as well and, and did some singing and performing abroad. Mm-hmm. And tell us where those places were. Well, I guess the point is, what do you guys want to get out of me answering that question? Would that stop you from coming to a show? If I say that the crowd at Admiral's Cup had 40 or 50 people, whereas Artscape had how many the point I'm making it the point I'm making is I've sung in China I've sung in Mexico okay. I've sung all over the country but each crowd is extremely different what doesn't change is my performance I give 200 percent you will always get me you will always get a great show whether it's 10 people or whether it's you know 3,000 people, you're gonna get the same effort, attention, you know what I mean, that you okay. would get. So, so, so tell us, and that's, that's a good point, because I really want to know the places that you've sung, and you, you provided that answer to us and, and those listening and watching. So tell us though, what is um, a, a Joy Carter uh, sound, and what, what is it that you know, we're gonna get when we come to watch you perform. Tell us what we get, as you said. Okay. You're going to get, well, let's just say, I think what a lot of people have experienced is me as a cover singer, um, not me as an artist. So for most people who experience the cover singer, you're getting everything from, you know, Alanis Morissette to Bon Jovi to... John Legend to Alicia Keys, like you're going to get up and down the scale. You want Temptations? You got that. You know, you, you get a variety. And, and I think that's, and I'm going to answer another question out of your, your 80 questions you sent over. That's what's kept me <laughs> doing this as long as I have, because I have a pretty, a pretty 
vast variety of music. You know, the catalog of covers is, is pretty is pretty big. So. so before you continue, tell us for those that might not know, what right. what's a cover singer? A cover singer is someone who sings someone else's song. Okay. All right. So most bars that you go to, most venues that you go to, most of those people are singing someone else's song. They didn't record it. Um, you know, but I mean, a lot of people do their originals too, but it's easier for us to engage an audience with a song that's familiar. So that's why so many of us do it. Um, okay. Also, a lot of that also comes from a lot of us hadn't written anything. So yeah, it's easy to do somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You already so, know how this is gonna go. I think <laughs> I just want this to go really smooth, and I'm gonna make this as easy as possible for you. But I'm not gonna make it too easy. So uh, and that, and that's and that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> that, that's okay. So so let let me ask you this in terms of writing songs. So from a, a, a cover singing um, versus writing songs, right? Uh, during this time, which we're in a, a challenging and changing time, are you currently writing stuff now? Have you started writing? Have you written anything just yet that you can share? Well, I've always been writing. The, okay. For me, it's been the recording part. So that's, I don't know if you can see, but I'm in the studio now. Shout out to One Vision Music out here in Hyattsville. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in the process of finishing. Um, I've had a lot of things in the works, a lot in process, me being in process. Um, so now it's about finishing. Right, so, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that, that makes sense. It's, I think, again, yeah, because you have a lovely voice. Thank hey. um, and, and and again, like I said, your energy, uh, I can attest to whether there's a few or a lot of a lot of people. It's always a good time. It is. It's always a good time. Um, I agree. <laughs> well, I can't. OK, so I'm going to answer another question that was on there. What, what, I, it, it has something to do with, you know, how does, you know, COVID affect you as an artist and blah, blah, blah. Let me let me explain. I truly hate live performances with my phone. I don't work that way. I do it because out of respect for whomever offered the opportunity, um, you know, for me to perform to other people to see, but I work better in person. I like the energy and the connection. I like being able to see people's faces. I love, you know what I mean? It's just that whole right that is completely missing from, you know, the, these live performances, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I don't really like my phone. I don't necessarily like holding it in my hand. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so oh, having, to, having to really pretend to have be a crowd. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really work for me. It may work for other people, but um, I'm definitely not a fan of it. That's why I haven't done many more. Um, it's just, which, it's just. Which ahead. was one of the questions that folks, somebody actually asked. Now, and it's, it's mm -hmm. not on the sheet, but someone wanted to know, when can we expect to see Joy Carter? Will we see Joy Carter, um, Joy Carter music out there 
anytime during uh, again during this this COVID situation. I on a live stream probably not. Um, I really want to truly perform, and I really want people to get that experience. If we have to do a six feet apart gathering, you know, we may just have to do it. Um, it isn't. I don't feel I don't get from it what I need, you know, right, and that, right. that's 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 why this doesn't work for me. It may work for the person seeing it, but what I get from live performances, it, it feeds me. You know, I love to perform, you know, it, it I mean, it's like sex, you know, I want to see your face kind of thing. So, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're speaking my language. You're speaking my language. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So it, it, that's mm -hmm. really how it works. So will you probably see a live? Uh, not anytime soon. Um, if anything, I would I would maybe do something later. But I, I mean, we're all kind of gauging how all of this nice. is going. Oh, I know, I know that the the venues in Baltimore are not opening. They wouldn't be able to afford music with having such small capacity. You know what I mean? So right, right. we would okay. we would be such an expense, and it would be difficult to to pay people what they're normally used to getting paid less. You right. know, so that I know that's not going to happen. I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe I have to put it out there. If people really, really want it. If you really, really want it, I mean, hit me up. Let me know. <laughs> I mean, I probably only had three people that was like, when are y'all going to do it again? So maybe I need like 20 or 30 people to be like, Joy, when are you going to do another live? So maybe well, that's I, what we I, have to do. I, I, I can tell you there's, there's about that many, you know, because at one point in time, folks thought I was managing you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go figure. I, I don't know. No, I don't know, but hey, Joy Carter's living a rich life. Well, hey, whatever that looks like. So, hey, I, I want to ask if y'all want it, y'all let me know. Joy Carter music, Joy with an I. Hit me up. Let me know. So <laughs> yes, let's tell how how folks that are watching and listening that might not be following you up right now share your your information with them right quick. Can you do that? Yeah, everything is Joy Carter music, Joy with an I. Uh, Facebook. Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter. I don't think I've been on Twitter for like two years. Um, yeah, Instagram. <laughs> Joy Carter Music. Joy with an I. Yeah, okay. Now, one thing I, which I learned something new just a few minutes ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> you played it. You you played an instrument. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Pass. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> The past, nothing. Now, do you, do you are you trying to learn to play an instrument, or are you just going to stay with the same? I am. I am working on guitar right now. Okay. okay. See how you can tell me the past. I'm. I'm in the. Well, no, because the instrument you were thought that was a violin. So. Anyway. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But no, gotcha. I'm working. I'm working on the guitar. Uh, not necessarily to actually perform with, but mm -hmm. to learn and to help with my ear and. Um, to also help with um, just producing, just you know. So, gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, what I what I like to do, uh, Joy, is I, I want to test your knowledge on on some music. Can 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 we do that right quick? 
you want to test my knowledge on some music? Yes. Okay. Because, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, we like to have a little fun. We like to loosen it up a little bit. And um, I know some of your favorite artists. So we're going to see if you, you know, you, you, if you actually know their songs, if you was to hear them. That, that's I'm how that goes. If I don't, I'm about to Google it. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> G Storm, are you are you there? I'm not, I'm not, yo, Rich, Rich, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we hear you. Are, are you ready or no? Huh? You cut me off. I can hear you, but I can't see me. Oh, okay. I don't know how that works. All right. Um, what All we right, gonna do? All right. All right, here we go. Hi. All right, Joy. This is called. Uh, Name the tune with G Storm. Okay. That's Michael Jackson. <laughs> she got it. Huh? She got that one. She got which, what was it? Rock with you, Michael Jackson. Rock with you. Okay, give her another one. Uh, give her another one. All right. Yeah. You give me songs I sing. Okay, go ahead. Oh damn, that's a <laughs> Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Huh? Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Yeah, yeah, she know her music. She know her music, bro. I hear a lot of these songs, so. Huh? Hold on. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go beat right now. Just, cause, just for you. I'm going to go beat right now. Hold on. Give me Name two the tune. Let's see what he got. Okay, I'm going to go beat. I don't know that. <laughs> she, she said she don't know that one. Huh? Wait, wait for it. I, I, she don't know it. No, I know. Yeah, I know I didn't know it. I know I know <laughs> the first the first couple bars. She, did, yeah. she didn't know it. She didn't know it. All right. That that's Garfield Fleming. Don't send my love. Don't don't send me away. Garfield Fleming. Okay. So, yeah. All okay. right, that was groovy. Too, too easy, bro. Too easy. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank, thank you, G Storm. Appreciate you, uh, DJ G Storm. <laughs> oh goodness, that's that that's good. Yeah, you know, you know your music, cause yeah. Um, can can you hear us? Can you give us a little something, Joy? Nope. No, we can't. We can't get a little. <laughs> what kind of shenanigans is that? Come on, man! You gave me like thirty. Interview questions. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, 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 that was probably my own personal thing. I just wanted to hear something. So, so tell us what, what other than singing, what other other hidden talents you can share with us that you have? Dancing. Dancing. Yeah, I love, I love to Latin dance. I don't know uh, if it's a talent. I just know how to do it without messing up. <laughs> <laughs> You know how to like, do it without merengue, you know. I like it. It's it's sexy. It's it's you know that's what I I I love I love it. I love it. The opportunity to get cute and sexy and have on some nice little not too high heels, but some good comfortable okay. high heels and dance and let them spin you and move and ah uh, so you, so you, so you. <laughs> 
Um, so who would you like to, uh, if there was any artist that you like to merengue and salsa with, who would it be? Okay, let me tell you, he's not an artist, but he's an actor. Okay. And I, I, man, and he probably can't dance really well, but I just like to see him try. It's Shamar Moore. <laughs> okay. You say he probably can't dance? What the hell is that? I know, he may not be able to do that particular, those dances very well. But okay. I just love to see him try. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's get a little bit more on the serious side. For, let's say for those that are looking to get into the radio production business, singing. Um, radio production what, Singing with any in the entertainment industry. Let's take it there. Oh. What advice would you give someone that's trying to get into the entertainment industry? Study your craft. Study your craft. Because so many people think okay, I'm going to be a singer, I'm a rapper. It's just easy. I just need to spit or sing over this song and it's going to be great and you sound like crap. You know, like mm -hmm. study of craft means the pioneers, people who came before you. Listen, you listen to music. You study technique, you know. Mm -hmm. And studying technique does not mean you have to go to school for it. Right. Um, you listen, because the biggest thing is listening. <laughs> I like how you put that. that I mean, I, that is true. I think, again, from, you know, when I first started doing this the, the show, I took advice from, from the producer, the assistant producer. I've watched countless, you know, talk shows. And, again, I always want to give it my own little Rich James flair. But mm -hmm. the good thing about it is, you know, us streaming online, it's, it's a different aspect on how you can do things now. And you don't mm -hmm. need that normal avenue. So I, I continue to study to study my craft. And you, you, you're studying yours because, like I said, I, I always enjoy watching you perform. Oh, always. thank you. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a process. I mean, it, it, it doesn't stay the same. But on top of, like, studying your craft, like, have purpose. Like, mm -hmm. know why you're doing this. Not because, oh, I want to make some money or this. You know, like, actually really have purpose because if you don't have a very genuine purpose, people want to see right through you. Uh, I agree. So what's, what's not only the audience want to see right through you, but when it comes to business, they're going to mm -hmm. see right through you. They so know whether they can swindle you. They right. know whether, you know what I mean? They would know whether you're about your, your business or not. Like not. it's, yeah. So, so tell me what's, what's your purpose? What's your purpose with singing? What's <sighs> your purpose? My purpose is, just okay. Well, this is probably as corny as it sounds, but that's the truth. Um, it really is bringing joy to other people. Like I have seen and witnessed and felt and heard and have been told, you know, what the show meant to them, or me singing a particular song meant to them, or you know, that's why people. That's why people come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I'm a cool person too, but <laughs> <laughs> but I oh, I know okay. I know what I know what music does for me. I know what singing does for those who listen. Mm. You know what I mean? It's right. the same. So my purpose really is that is just is spreading that love and that joy. Because um, I don't sing songs that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're getting you know you're getting 
the truth. You know, you're getting it honestly, you know, and, and I'm happy and, and, and really blessed that people do receive it, that, you know what I mean? That it's, it's not bullshit. Oh, sorry. That- right, right, right. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Your points, your point is taken. Your, your point is taken. Um, uh, question for you. I, I love this question. If um, no, you had to, if you had to, <laughs> <laughs> you cracked yourself up on that one. That's 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 my job. So, um, what song? What 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 song would reflect? Um, would be your theme music for Joy Carter's life? <laughs> See for me, and I and I stick to it. I would say Shaft. Okay. Right. That, that little that Shaft joint. That that, that was mm-hmm. a hot song. You know. So what song would be your would be a theme song for George? Carter? I mean, that is definitely a Rick James. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it would be. Ooh, Rick James. It's not. It's not. It's not ghetto life. Uh, DJ. Uh, damn, what's that song? G Storm. Um, G Storm. It's. Might have stepped away. Rick, oh, Rick. big time. Rick James, big time. Rick James, big time. Big time. Okay. We, we he said, I want to be on the stage. Like, you know, that, uh, when the big light shines on me in Kanye. Like, he's just talking about all these things, you know, like Mama, I made it kind of thing, you know. And right. when that music, when that. You know, Rick is is bass the time in that funk, but when Rick it ends big fun. time, big time, like that's I mean do 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 yes, that's the Okay, big time. I got the right I down. Think my theme music for life. That would be it, but if I would say my theme music period, like what I love that I wake. I could wake up to every day. It was. It's always, you know, Bob Marley. Whether it's Three Little Birds, uh, you know, Three Little Birds. Like it's anything. Bob. Bob just right. speaks the truth, and he speaks love, and he's. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. And anything. Bob, he's definitely a classic artist. He's definitely a classic artist. So okay. Um, so, sorry. um, <laughs> why are you sorry? <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Do you, do you get nervous when you perform? No, that's a real question. <laughs> Not, I haven't really been nervous. In a, in a while? In a while. Yeah. I, well, part of it is because a lot of, a lot of, um, you do something so many times mm-hmm. and okay. when it's people that you do know, it's not, a, it's not unfamiliar territory. So it's very comfortable. Um, so I haven't, I haven't really done anything that I've felt. I get nervous when musicians are late, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, haven't, I haven't been nervous. I haven't been nervous like recently, not, not, not within like the past year or so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, your now your your band that you work with. Um, tell tell us tell us a little bit. I I like to hear a little bit. How long you've been working with those guys? Because again, like I said, I've seen you out, and um, again, it's it's 
it's like you've been together for a long time, how everything sounds so good when you guys get going. Um, tell us, tell, tell us about that. How well, it, it hasn't been consistently the same. Uh, what I, I, first off, let me just give a shout out to the musicians who do um, play with me. They are awesome, amazing individuals outside of them being musicians. You know, they're producers and fathers and, you know, husbands. And so shout out to Alicia LaRamsey, uh, to Lamont Silver, to Elliot Jefferson, to Aaron Bennett, to Daniel Bennett. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, to Johnny Steele, um, to Charles Wilson, uh, to Sean Bill Rosen, uh, Rosano. Um, yeah, I have to. I have to give those guys uh, because they. So all of them don't all play with me at the same time. We may switch drummers and we may switch keyboard players, but out of those guys, they have been with me for shoot. I want to say a year. It's been about almost a good year. Alusha Ramsey has been with, has played with me since I was in Mambo Sauce. So that was like two, like near the end of 2010, something like that. I'm so sorry, I've known him. Alusha on guitar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. He's been with you how long? Since 2011. Oh, okay, nine nine years. Yeah, nine nine years. Yeah, it's a good it's a good amount. Of, amount. Guys, what I what I love about them is their interpretation of the music. Because again, you know, especially when we do covers, I mean, we've done original stuff too. But when we do covers, um, they truly make it their own. Um, I never want anything to sound exactly like the album. You know. Um, and they enjoy what they do. They love what they do. And that's what makes the whole show in itself. It isn't just me, because I couldn't do about myself. Um, right. You know, when you look back and they're smiling and they're grooving and, you know, laughing and having a good time and interacting with, you know, the, the guests that are there. And, you know, they're, they're good people. It feels good, you know. So, yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> Shout out to the band. Yes, indeed. Yeah, shout out to the band and to all of the musicians and artists and singers out there who are now trying to find something else to do. Wow. <laughs> They're live right now. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, uh, well, like I said, I mean, I know it's not your thing. You already articulated that. Um, but there's, there's folks that definitely want to see Joy Carter music. They definitely want to see and hear you, Joy. And um, they were expecting to get another. I mean, because you just came back from Mexico. Just, just came back from Mexico. Tell us about mm-hmm. that. So um, I guess starting in 2005, 2006, something like that, I started doing uh, singing at a resort. So, like, excuse me, six months out of the six months out of the year, not every year. Um, I would go to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, and it was kind of like my vacation. And that's really what it is. It's really a vacation. Um, sing six nights a week, beautiful, beautiful resort, um, outside, you know, just, just gorgeous. Six nights a week, two 25 minute sets. And anybody who has ever played for me knows that it's two 25 minute sets ain't <laughs> when we do right. when we do like three full hours 
and they and they hollering they want more and they hollering they want more you know three three or four hours um compared to an hour a night you know um and sunny Puerto Vallarta mm-hmm. living right on the water okay. um you know so I've done that I've, I've done China China was definitely a little different um that was at a jazz club where people could still smoke in it so wasn't my idea of uh, the best way of preserving my voice, but (laughs) But, um, culturally, I loved it. It was, it was great. Um, But yeah, the Mexico, I I love Mexico. Um, It is not, there's no hassle. The only downside is, you know, you kind of get tired of not, I miss the band. I miss, that's the thing. You know, we only get, we only play with the bands in Mexico a few a few nights a week, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be like the second half. So not the whole performance is with the band. And a big shout out to the guys down there because they were they were for the years that I've been coming to Mexico, I was not impressed. But the band they have now is amazing, okay. amazing. Okay. Um, they they is soul. I don't know if anybody told you, but they is soul in Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so so G Storm has he's made his way back. Um, what was that big time? You want to ask him for that request? What was that? Yeah, what was that? Can, I get, can I get Rick James big time? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Rick, honestly, I, I, got to, I got to download that. It's going, it's going to take me a minute. I can download it, but you'll get it. I got to download it. Okay, give me, give me ghetto life. You got ghetto life? But Rick James? Yes. Once again, I have to download it, though. I have to download it. God damn it! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, blame Rich. Don't blame me. What do you mean? No, no. I got three million songs, but I don't want every song. <laughs> right, right. We we got you. We gotta have a special package for you, Joy. She she I asked her, look, I asked her what was her um what would be her theme song of life. And um Gee, he set you up. That that's what it is. He set you no, up. You damn well they set me up. They set me up. <laughs> you know why? The producer cut me off. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. The producer called me off. He, he, the producer cut me off the video and everything, right? So once you said that, I went through my library. I got over three million songs. I did not have your song. Yo, he had me on start the video for like 20 minutes. I thought y'all was done with me. Yo, I pressed start the video and here y'all come after for the damn song. <laughs> I love it. I to go upstairs and check on my beans. Like oh, I feel you. Yo. I, love, I love this guy. Yeah, Rick, yeah, Rick, you set me up. Set me up, baby. Oh, yeah, I just set you up. <laughs> yeah, you nice. did. Oh, goodness. Y'all are crazy. I love it. I love it. It's always a laugh with, my, with, with G Storm. It's always a laugh. <laughs> I, I can tell you that. There's no shortage of that. Let's, let's, let's keep this thing going here, Joy. So, what is the first thing you're going to do when, when this. Uh, COVID-19, once once we get past this thing? What's, what's the first thing you're going to do? Find a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, goodness. Woo! Because being oh. single in this COVID, honey, no. This thing that messed up my whole swirl. Come on. Oh, oh goodness. Can I oh, man. Messing up all my game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like I oh, said, goodness. 
I had it all planned out. I'm telling you, I've had it all planned out. I did, I did. And then in, yes. in March. Oh goodness, I tell you, I don't know what to do. So the first thing I'm gonna do. No, that's not the first thing. I know no, the not. first. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> What's the first thing you're gonna do when um, quarantine is totally lifted and folks are able to gather and um, you know congregate together? Well, I don't know when that's gonna happen, but I know what I will be doing, whether things open up or not, which means that I will be releasing new music, releasing, you know, products and really getting myself out there. I mean, ooh, that was good light. Open that door. Oh, it was just good light. It just hit the, yes, look at Jesus. <laughs> See, that, that's, once, once you said that, it, it lights was shining on you. You know what I'm saying? This is Elliot Jefferson. Oh, Keith. my man, Elliot. Yeah. Elliot, tell him it's Rich. Don't be acting like that. Who? Rich. What's going on, sir? How you doing, man? Um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm interviewing Joy Carter. I hear. I see, man. It's looking good out here. She's lucky that Frederick, like, she got a good space. Look, yeah. ain't nobody needing to know that. Right. Ain't nobody need to know that my phone is sitting on the refrigerator. <laughs> Oh goodness, Elliot on keys is always a good, yeah, always no, a good time. My, my biggest thing right now is just, is just really introducing myself to the world, and so that's my main focus. That is right. It. Now, okay. when they open Trinidad back up, then I'll be flying to Trinidad. But you know, <laughs> and, until then, until then, it is it is just you know product and productivity. That's it. Music. Okay. Good deal. One one of the main questions that I ask on on the show, which kind of goes with just the, the 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 brand, more so the campaign of of life that I choose to live. I ask my guests, "What does living a rich life mean to you?" Oh God, living a rich life means you regret nothing. <laughs> Ooh, get out my head that that yes yeah you regret nothing because you know that what you put out there is true you know you're being honest you're not lying you know um you're doing the things that make you happy um but you're also walking in this world with like look you know you are being a good person you know, you know, if you're doing that every day, mm-hmm. you ain't worried, you ain't stressed, you ain't upset, you ain't no drama, you know, you right. know everything that you do, you don't regret it. Okay. There's people working the same job they've been working for, you know, 10 years and regret it every day. Still right. get a job with COVID and still regret it. You know what I mean? Is that happy? No. You get that check. But that check still don't make you happy. Yeah, that's that's facts. That's that that is definitely facts. That is definitely facts. Um, I, and I love to ask that question because again, I, I did a survey one time and I asked folks, I asked teens, and I asked folks, you know, our, our parents' ages and, and grandparents, and I got something different, and that's kind of where I, I formulated my my six elements. In that order, by the way, mm-hmm. that really makes up what what living a rich life means to me. So, 
Thank you for sharing your perspective. Well, thank you for asking question number 22. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Y'all going to stop. Again, those questions are just to get that you can what to expect. I think we only went through a, a quarter of them, just to be clear. Okay. Okay. Um, question. So what's, what's one thing that you wish you have known before you started even performing? So, yeah, when, you know, what, something that you would have known. So high school, you performed. See, that was so your- there's these questions. There's these questions like, well, what do you wish you knew, you know, before something? No, I don't. Because how else was I going to learn and fail? And well, actually, I, and that was the other thing. What was like, what was a failure or a challenge? I've never really failed anything. If you look at failure in that capacity, mm-hmm. I have been challenged for sure. Okay. Um, how did, you, that, so how, how did you deal with the when you those challenges, right? So whatever those challenges were, how you did push you through. Do, push, the push through? You push through. I'm not, I never, I've never given up on anything. Okay. Something is new to me and I've never experienced it or this and this and this. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep moving. How else am I going to learn? How else am I going to know? If there's no information that I wish I had before I did anything. Because... Uh, my, shit. My, I don't know. I would no, like to have like, those lotto numbers last week. No, 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 no. That's that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your choices and all that yeah, kind man. of. Stuff. I mean, I felt like I was pretty well equ- equipped mm-hmm. mentally. You know okay. what I mean? And I, I had the basic, you know, blueprint of you do this, you do that, you go to college, get a job, get a car, get a house, get a bit. Did that, but mm-hmm. I haven't worked a nine to five since. 2000, 2011? Mm-hmm. 2011. Are you eating? Actually, February of 2011. So. No, thank you. I don't want any, by the way. But question. Oh, no, no you so, can't get my halo. You can't get my halo. No. <laughs> no, no. So I, so I get that, right? I think when it comes to you know, like, so challenges or things you've gone through, because they're all, they, they're definitely learning lessons, right? I think that's all part of, part of change and things that have, have changed me, right? But there are moments where, okay, um, I'm in a position now, I'm where I'm at now, because I did learn from some bad habits. But I think, you know, as I go forward, I'm like, well, daggone it, I probably would have done this differently. You have those moments? Have you had those moments when it comes to singing? performing no the only the only time i've had that moment men other than that when it comes to everything else in my life i've never repeated the same i've never repeated the same thing when it came to me i did the same thing well it was only two times but (laughs) (laughs) joy don't make me throw this this out the window i'm being really honest because i i truthfully I never had like, this is, this is what I want. I'm doing this right here. I was working at Radio One and singing in a band. So when the job started getting, turning into a job and mm-hmm. realizing that this is corporate in the reality that no one has your back, they're relocating your department. They're mm-hmm. not giving you, you know, money to relocate they're not giving you a raise they're not giving you shit all you have to do is make a choice you either stay here 
and relocate to New York or we got to let you go. If that's my option, what would you do? I'm sorry, are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, what would you do? Um, if I was where I'm at now, I just I'd stay where I'm at. I mean, right. I, I'm think I'm thankful I don't have, you know. But I was scenario, given a choice. I, I was given a choice. I was given a choice. They weren't choices that I. It wasn't a choice that I like. It it wasn't a win win for me. Right, like the band, right. the band I was in in that time, creatively and music wise, really fed my soul. But I also one had a house, car. And then you want me to move to New York and you're not giving me money, mm -hmm. nothing. Like you're giving me nothing, no help to move to New York. So I chose to stay and I took a lesser position in Baltimore at Radio One. Didn't mind because I was five minutes from my house and I was able to pursue what was making me feel better, which was music. And I stayed really for other, you know, family stuff, but. I was able to continue to do what I enjoy doing. And then when that kind of fell to crap, <laughs> when that fell to crap, I didn't stop. I did my own thing and kept yeah. doing the things that I love to do. I enjoy doing and brought people in who enjoy wanted doing that too. Thing. They wanted the same thing. They wanted to play. They wanted to perform. You know, and and I never looked back. Yeah, I kind of freelance. I still did, you know, graphic work and stuff on the side, blah, 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 blah. Right. But I still never went back to a full-time job. I still never, I mean, I may be doing graphic work to four, five, six o'clock in the morning, maybe up for two days, but I wasn't going back to a nine to five. I wasn't going to let people put me in a position where I had to make such a huge life choice, you know, for their benefit. It didn't benefit me by it. And I'm, I never wanted to do that. I never wanted someone to have that kind of control. It right. didn't make me <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's something about having your own schedule. Um, is 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 really a, it's really amazing. You don't have to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I I enjoy being able to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken or fish, chicken or fish. You know what? I'm just going to order out. That's what I'm not cooking nothing. There you go. That's I love it. That's Those are the kind of choices I like to make. You're not about to tell me <laughs> you got oh. to choose New York, New York with no raise and no relocation uh, help. <laughs> right, right, right. She said, "I like I get to change my mind." What am I, Ooh, what am I yes, I like that I can change my mind. And guess what? Me changing my mind doesn't hurt or affect other people. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to music and, and how I run the show or whatever, whatever, I treat everybody with respect. Um, I'm considerate, you know, and I and I always ask for that in return. Anyone who works with me know the only thing I, the only thing I ask of you, you may not learn the song, but be on time. time. That's it. <laughs> we, can work the song out. we can work the song out when we start. 
but be on time. Please be on time. Because that's when I get nervous. That's the only time I get nervous. Only time you may see me pace and walk up and down and this and this and this and whatever. But be on time. You don't got to learn the song. You probably didn't. You was listening to it on the car over. But. Oh, goodness. Joy, joy, joy. (laughs) (laughs) I I laugh because I laugh because I think one performance, I think one of the, the early performances I've seen you at, you were walking back and forth because somebody was late um, or, or you thought they were going to be late. It might have been Ram's head. It was it's like when we first met? I think that might have been it. Oh, that was Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! That was Elliot. I think his his daughter had a recital, like a recital or something, a performance somewhere else in Baltimore, and so uh-huh. I'm we about to go on, and he ain't there. And, and, That's and a hell of a show, though. He made it though. He made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was definitely a a, a hell of a show. Uh, I will say that. What do you I what do you do? His huh? first time. I think that was his first time performing with me. I think that was the first time. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, what does Joy, Joy with an I, do when she's not performing? Oh God, I do a lot of nothing. I (laughs) enjoy being home. (laughs) Okay. But when when you know the gyms were open, remember back in the day? Right. Um, Right. Right. You know when the gyms were open, I love going to the gym, and I miss the gym. You know, I I. I pay a membership so that I don't have to work out at home. Uh, I don't like running outside because I have allergies. Um, Mm. Yeah, so I miss the gym. I enjoy that. Um, But I, before all of this, I didn't really have many days to do nothing. Right, right. right. So, So. I always, you know, it's Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday. So my Mondays and Tuesdays were like my weekend. And yeah, but I, I mean, I, I mean, I love, I love movies. I'm a, a like an '80s movie buff. Um, uh-huh. Sci-fi horror films. Oh well, you know, Rich, I like me some black exploitation. Come on now. <laughs> you know how we do. True. 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 <laughs> <laughs> T Jackson, baby, that was everything. Yes, yes, she gave me life. So the, the, the funny thing is, I was looking for uh, more black exploitation movies, and oh, the guns. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a thing. That's an actual thing. Girl. But you know, music. If the music isn't right, I'd be like, nope, nope. They got to come in like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it got to come in. It got to come in funky. If it don't come in funky, yeah. Nope. Yeah, okay. You say, hey, you got to switch it right away. It's, it's all about yeah. the music. All about well, the music. it off that way, but, you know, you got to have actual dialogue. <laughs> right. Because I don't, I don't remember the first movie we were watching, and he was his brother was just walking. <laughs> first, first, first 15 minutes, uh, the dude was walking. Yeah, he was walking. He got beat up. The cops came over, arrested oh, him, said he was drunk. He wasn't. And then oh, he got let out of jail, and then he was walking again. So I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, 
Now, Richie had oh, no goodness. I tell you. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, Joy. Um, as I like to say, yeah, time time flies. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> oh goodness, I can't well, with cool. you. I hope you guys want... had a great time. I enjoyed this time with all of you. Yes, yes. So um, nice meeting you, <laughs> DJ. Be, be sure to be sure to look out for Joy Carter music. Joy Carter with an I. Um, when all, all things pass, as soon as we started gathering, um, we're actually going to be working on some things. So thank you, Joy, for joining. Um, appreciate you, you your, 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 your sense of humor, your voice. I love it. Um, until next time. See you soon. Now, all the ladies in the place, if you got real hair, real thing in there, right. if you got a job, you doing this thing. Go. There's only nobody help you honey your business. All right. So we're gonna keep this thing going. Our next, our next guest is a phenomenal individual, and we are going to keep it going. Oh, Sweet. Thank you, G Storm. Now, our next guest, um, I tell you, this this individual, this is our featured guest here on Living a Rich Life. Um, she is an extraordinary visionary, an amazing speaker of change in all things positive and benefiting others. She is a committed philanthropist <laughs> and founder and CEO of Black Girls Vote. Please help me welcome the sensational Miss Nike Robinson. Hi. Now, how are you? I am well. So, you know, I, I, we, we cut your name in half. But so how do you pronounce your first name? Tell me. So if you say Nike, then say Dra. So Nike Dra. Mm -hmm. Nike Dra. Okay. So I could have said it because I, I don't know if you heard, but I, I tear names up. Okay. <laughs> That's how I, I made it simple for you. Just Nike. Think of the goddess, not the shoe. Nike. That's oh, yes. Yes. That's, <laughs> well, that's what I thought of. I, I wouldn't. Hey, the goddess. <laughs> first and foremost. So how are you doing today? I'm well, you know, today was a little rough. Uh, you know, the video, I'm sure like many people has messed a lot of people up. Um, uh, George Floyd. So I've been, um, you know, a little emotional, more emotional than normal today. But, yeah. you know, I'm grateful. Yeah. How about you, I, How are you today? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I, I will say the early part of the show, I, I generally talk about recent events. And that was um, very disturbing. Mm -hmm. On top of the second video, which the first one, all you saw was one, one officer. Mm -hmm. But there was another video. There was oh, two, yeah. other, two other officers yep. were on him as well. Yeah, we didn't see that from the angle. You know? Yeah, 
So, you know, that, that definitely uh, kind of skewed the day for, for quite some time. So, um, but on other notes, it's good to have you on. Mm-hmm. Good, to have, good to have you on. Well, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And um, it's been a time, it's been, you know, it's been a time coming. We've been trying to figure it out. And so I'm glad it worked out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first and foremost, for folks that don't know and are listening for the first time. So tell, tell us where you're from. So I am from um, from Baltimore. I grew up in uh, Northwest Baltimore, and like many other people and other families, we migrated to Baltimore County in my middle school years. And I went to Frostburg State, and then I eventually moved back into the city, um, Baltimore City, soon after I started working in government. So from Baltimore City, moved to the county, back in the city, and you know, I've spent some time in other places as well. Oh, okay, absolutely. So let's let's. I want to get right into it. Wait, wait, Rich. Let me let's do a disclaimer. I know you sent me over some potential questions. I didn't even have time to look at them. So, <laughs> look, no, you look. know, some folks making a chance to prep, but I just want you to know I have not had a chance to look at your questions. I have no idea what I'm walking into, so I don't know if I should try to pull them up and get ahead of it, or, or no, I don't no, know. no. Look, look, the one thing about living a rich life, we we are we are an honest, open, and, and again, <laughs> if you feel uncomfortable with asking answering anything, it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's, you know what I mean? But I, I, I definitely, my team, they put the questions together. They do the research. Okay. We come back, we talk about it. Okay, I, I do apologize because we didn't get it out to you soon enough. Um, so that's, okay. that's on us. That's but, totally um, yes, so, that's why I haven't looked at the question. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. It makes it even, even better. It makes it really organic, right? So, so let's, let's, let's talk about this. So first, okay. how did you, when did you start Black Girls Vote? Let's talk about that. Does this look familiar? Well, that's Baltimore votes, right? right. So, just, um, so Baltimore votes, right? Yeah. So Black House vote, we started in 2015. So this year we'll be turning five years old. And um, yeah, well, we launched, we officially launched on the birthday of Shirley Chisholm, which is November 30th. So November 30th, 2015 is when we uh, were at Western High School in Baltimore City. We had a press conference to say, you know, we're going to change the world. You know, we're going to get young Black women involved in the political process. And over the last Four years, four and a half years, we've been growing, learning, and building along the way. Okay. But to your t-shirt, that's right, Baltimore right. Votes. And Baltimore Votes is a coalition of organizations who come together who really want to make voting accessible to all Baltimoreans, not just any population, but all Baltimoreans. And so we partner with them on the initiative Project Mailbox, in which you got the t-shirt from. <laughs> right, right. So this here, right? This is... Yeah. So tell me, tell us, how did you come up with this concept? Oh, sure, sure. So, um, you know, in light of COVID-19, everything, everyone has shifted. So many things have happened. And we're all just trying to figure out what may be considered our new normal for a while. And for me, someone who's in the voting space, in the voting world, I was thinking about creative ways to get people engaged in, in voting. In 2018, my organization, along with other organizations, they participated and something called party at the polls, where you would go to a polling location, there would be a party, a DJ, excitement, games, a whole bunch of things happening. And of course, we know in this case, everyone's voting by mail. And so I, I reached out to Sam, who's the co-founder of Baltimore Votes and the executive director. And I said, hey, what about party at the mailbox? And he's like, what's that? I'm like, you know, we'll send people boxes and they'll party and drop their ballots off their mailbox. And it can be this fun, festive thing. We can send out to Baltimoreans and one thing about me, I get a crazy idea, and I just like to run with it. I tell people I'm a movement maker, right? And so I, said, okay. I, I just saw it clearly, and I called some people on my team, like, what do you guys think about it? And literally, a month and a half later, 
we're shipping boxes out to Baltimoreans. And, you know, over 2,000 people are going to get the boxes. Some people have already gotten their boxes. Hopefully you've seen it on social media, some excitement around it. The next batch will go out tomorrow, folks getting the boxes. So it's really exciting to see the reaction of people in light of everything that's going on. We still want to promote democracy because you know, and like I know, that elections matter, especially in Baltimore. We have the big mayor's race that's taking place. And we, at this point, there are so many people who are undecided, so mm-hmm. many people who don't know, you know, what information are just still unsure, uncertain. So that box will hopefully give you all the information you need. Right. It, it does. And it has some pretty good snacks in it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not focus on the snacks as much, but the information, Rich. The information. has census oh. information. Ab- ab- absolutely. Dates and times, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And I've actually participated in, I put some of these boxes together. Oh, good. Um, and I'll put you to work, huh? D. Chase put you to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he did. <laughs> that he did. My, my good Stand brother. Up, Stand up, Stand up, Exactly. So, so let me, let me ask you this question here, which was, so, and again, my team, they, they do a pretty good job in their research. Okay. So in, in a recent interview on uh, NBC's Changemakers, Mm-hmm. It says, um, if you want power, you must change policy. Mm-hmm. So, so what made you come to this conclusion and, and how did you, uh, you know, how do we change policy? Yeah. So that was an interview from 2015, maybe 2016. So, um, it was just talking about change makers in Baltimore. And we were just talking about at the end of the day, um, everything's policy and those elected officials who we put in office, they determine policy. Right. And so everything that impacts our day-to-day lives, and we can start from something that's simple, about how many days a week does your trash get picked up, right? That's a policy or program or initiative that someone implements under their administration, right? Um, Let's talk about the decriminalization of marijuana or drugs. So all that's a policy. Let's talk about police patrol. How many hours a week um, police can work, you know, some days, 10 days, 10 hours or 10 and four, you know, Mm -hmm, straight mm -hmm. throughout the week, 40 hours. How does that look, right? So whatever that may be, um, how much resources are being allocated for minority businesses? You know, who's starting a pilot program last week? Um, Mayor Jack Young mentioned um, taking $3 million and putting it into Baltimore City Schools to talk about the technology divide. So all that, ha- the, the digital divide, all that's policy. And those individuals who we put in office are determining policy. So if you want power, it's about getting policy that benefits you and your community. And so that's why I talk about that so much, because we could talk about all day, all the issues that are happening. But if we're not demanding policy and resources come back to our community, we'll see the same thing happen over and over again. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, I think policy is key, right? Mm -hmm. Policy is key. Everything's policy. You know, if you want to make the necessary change, you got to be involved and I think the, the whole program is is excellent that that you have going on. Yeah, Yeah, but it's also about, um, just demanding it, right? And, and so many times when, you know, we look at, and I'll just talk about nationally in, in South Carolina, when Joe Biden didn't, you know, he was barely making it in the primary elections. People didn't know if he was going to make it to the next phase. And, you know, he was he was looking really, really bad. Mm-hmm. But Black people in South Carolina, under the endorsement of Congressman Clyburn, was like, vote for Joe Biden. And next thing you know, his entire campaign shifted. And Black people saved him. But at the same right. time, what policies are you committing to for Black people? You know. You know, I know folks are talking about reparations. What does that look like? And, you know, I don't know how far we'll get with that. However, I think that's a word that's used a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Economic justice, right? What does that look like for, for, for just our community? And so unless we ask for it, I truly believe in mutually beneficial relationships, period. And so until we start having those tough conversations, then we're going to keep getting the same thing over and over again. 
and uh, other communities do it all the time. So policy matter. Okay. So so let's talk about the recent uh, mayoral candidate conversation that mm. the other day, right? Um, yeah. I guess you know, in in terms of what what was your takeaway from that whole that whole meeting, that conversation? What, mm-hmm. what what's your thoughts on that? Um, so we hosted two uh, conversations with candidates, and the first one was with the female candidates, and that included, we called it the top candidates, that included uh, former Mayor Sheila Dixon, Mary Miller, and Republican candidate, candidate Catalina Bird. And it was, um, it was interesting. It was for the first time, it was the first time a lot of people got a chance to see Mary Miller, because I think a lot of folks in Baltimore are like, who is this Mary Miller, right, that mm-hmm. was coming to this mayor's race, and now she's a true contender, so we had a chance to get to know her a little bit more. We had Catalina Bird, who's a Republican in the city of Baltimore. And we haven't seen a Republican elected in the city of Baltimore since the 60s. So, you know, the question, one of the questions were, what's your path to victory? Because Republicans don't get elected in the city of Baltimore. Let's talk about that. And just having some of the tough conversations and same thing right. with me and Sheila Dixon. You know, she gets it all the time about rebuilding the trust. But, you know, that's a question we had to ask her. So it was, it was a very insightful conversation. People liked it. And um, for us, it was good to break it up, male versus female, because a lot of these forums, you can have so many people and they may get a chance to talk maybe 15 minutes in total versus this time they got a chance to answer the questions in depth. So it was a really, really good conversation with the women. And we did the same thing for the men. Wow. Okay. Okay. Black girls vote. uh, And this is a question. So black girls vote lobbies on issues that impact African-American women. And focuses on voter engagement, education, and empowerment. How did you come up with the creative ideas on how to get women together for this cause? That's an interesting question. You no, know, people people believe in it. People people believe in the power of voting. Um, and more importantly, as I talk about, a lot of the movements that happen in our community, in our country, started with young people. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's just trying to find a way to bridge the gap between the young and the old. And so for us, we're saying that Black women vote. It's already a concrete fact that we vote. We're also looking at it as a call to action to get more Black women to vote. But then also our civic duty, as we look at, you know, the 60s when Black people didn't have the right to vote. When we saw our elders, um, some who are still living, some of our ancestors who were out there fighting for the right to vote and say, you know, with those three C's, um, it's a concrete fact, our call to action as well as the civic duty. Um, people organically came and wanted to be involved in the mission of Black girls vote because we're saying not only do we vote, we want to continue to vote um, and vote more increased numbers, but then form a voting block. My ultimate vision is to have a strong voting block um, in different parts of the country, starting here in the city of Baltimore, where, you know, we can have thousands of people saying we're going to vote for this individual who commits to doing this for black people and black women and commits to doing this and doing that. And especially now in the election, if you go to anyone who's saying I have 2000 voters, because this election is going to be so close. The last election mm-hmm. between, um, former Mayor Dixon and former Mayor Pugh was on between 2,449 votes. And so if you're coming with numbers and leverage, they're going, they need those votes. And so that's when you are a part of the conversation. That's called leverage. They have something right. that you want and I have something that I want. And so let's talk about a mutually beneficial relationship. Okay. That's, that's, that's well said. Someone said I would enjoy this interview. <laughs> I, I, I think, look, I think that was a, uh, one of your sorors that, that actually uh, hold that. a cookie. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Cookie monster. That's what I call her. <laughs> yes, that, that's what she is. What 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 made you, what made you pledge uh, Delta? That's the, the side. Come on now. What did you pledge Delta? No, Come saying. on, that's, that's so, not even worth. That's not even worth I, the question. I, I, I know, I know. I'm poking with you. I'm poking with you. So mm-hmm. so tell but us what the, don't know. <laughs> Delta's <laughs> with the incorporated. So you know, you know, to be honest, See, I did not. 
I did not go. Um, I didn't have anyone in my family who was Greek, you know, like many of us and many of your viewers. I was a first generation college student. And I had a friend who was a year older. He went to West Virginia. He pledged Alpha. His name is Neon. Neon. And he was like, he did. He was telling us about pledging. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> like the pledging life. I'm like, really? Yeah, did you all that? That's so mm-hmm. cool. But then he talked about the sisterhood and the bonds. And he's like, you look like a Delta. I was like, I do. And he's like, yeah, I can see you pledging Delta. So listen, I started doing my research. And I remember going on campus. And I went to Frostburg State, still in Maryland. Okay. And I was I was stalking the Deltas. You can tell me I wasn't a Delta already. I would see them at the party. <laughs> I would go to my dorm room. I'd be pregnant and oop and everything. Um, just seeing it, just seeing how amazing and remarkable the women who come through this organization who, or who are part of the organization today um, is what I stand for and what I embody. So, again, it's the best organization. Okay. Tell us, tell us what a day in the life looks like for founder and CEO of Black Girls Vote. What, what is a typical day? Today? Like? COVID-19 day? Today? I'll yeah. talk about today. Not- give me, yeah, give me today. Give me today. Today. So today, um, so we have three amazing, so with this partnership with Baltimore Votes, we have uh, every morning we have a nine o'clock call um, with just talking about this campaign, what's happening. We have three amazing interns. Um, two of them are at Harvard College, one's at American University. And then it's just like early morning that like we talk about the day. We talk about what's going to happen throughout the day, what are our needs, and just talking about the, the numbers with the campaign, how things are going, what's going on with that. So that's at 9 o'clock. Then um, I have a 1030 to go over logistics, right, where you were with the Santa Baltimore team who's putting together the boxes. So at 1030, we're going over logistics. We're talking about the box preparation, the delivery, what's going on with that, who are the um, social influencers who are part of the campaign, who are promoting and talking about it. You know, you were talking about today, right? The folks who, me being on the show today, what's going on with all the press, all that that's happening. Then I have 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock is with the greater team, not just logistics, to talk about, you know, everything with the campaign and not just this campaign. With uh, Baltimore Votes, there's a coalition of organizations who are doing different things. We're doing part of the mailbox, so... Um, a Shia from No Boundaries Coalition was talking about the caravan that's happening, the Get Out the Vote caravan that's happening on Saturday. So we talked through that. Um, I was a part of that. And then that call ended at 1130. Then we started talking about um, just getting things out, the shipment and things. And I had calls throughout the day and just okay. mitigating things, reports and things I have to do. So it's just a long day. So I, I am going to um, be honest. I took a little 30-minute nap, that 30-minute nap right before, you, right before this. Right. And then I'll be working until probably like, 12, 1 o'clock tonight. Then I have a call after this to go over the virtual celebration. So it's just, and everything's in the house. So right. not getting out much. I'll get out to walk my dog is what you can see. But other than that, that's that's my day today. Tomorrow will be some consistencies, but then some things will be different. Okay. So tell us how folks can, um, if they want to help out, get involved, how, how can they do that? How can they support Black Girls Vote? Um, so it can support in a variety of ways if you want to get involved. So you can go to blackgirlsvote.com. You can complete a form. I know some folks have submitted um, requests to get involved. Until after this campaign, we really won't be able to um, really get through that and deal with it. And so we're going to be um, – we're shifting what our membership model looks like, and that's why I'm excited to have full-time interns that's helping us because we work nine to five with them. Um, and just being able to launch something a little bit more substantive. Um, so we're just, just excited. People can donate. We've had folks donate. Some folks have requested boxes, have supported that way. And just, you know, reposting, you know, Black Girls Vote, just as we're looking at impressions and getting people excited about election 2020, which may be hard for a lot of people to get excited about it. But the elections are still going to continue. We want to make sure that we are a part of the conversation. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So we we talked about long days. So I'm no stranger to long days. Also, um, so what what do you do to unwind after when you have those long days? Tell I unwind. Us. I rest. <laughs> talk to my friends. I need to read more. I have some books I really need to get into. Um, so need to do some more reading. Um. I go online and shop because I can't shop. Like it's not like I'm going anywhere, right? I did just order some workout clothes, so hopefully I'll get back into my workout routine, which has been you know slack, and I'm not going to front. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a variety of things. I did buy a bicycle that I need to put together, right? Um, you bought a bicycle that you need to put together. Yeah, it came in the mail, so I have to put my bicycle together. But that looks, oh. yeah, I bought a little toolkit and everything. But yeah, it's not looking too promising right now. Oh, <laughs> it's a little rough over here. That, that's funny. That's funny. The one thing, the one thing that I, I know for myself, I look forward to um, is just uh, uh, being a mentor and having a, a and having a mentor. Um, mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself a, a role model? Um, and do you have someone that you mentor now? So it's interesting. Um, I, I I don't know if I consider myself a role model, um, even though some people look at it as such. I look at it as me. I, I feel like I'm I'm still growing and still trying to figure it out and I don't have the answers and sometimes um, there are times where I'm in here crying and people don't believe it or you know like mm-hmm. really I was I was sharing with a friend recently I remember earlier this year I remember being in my my place um and just crying and crying and like god I'm so tired I'm so tired like just exhausted and just trying to figure it out and so sometimes some of us do suffer from like imposter syndrome and I don't think not necessarily like like, I am like oh you suffer really bad but sometimes you look at like I haven't even done anything yet there's so many things I thought I would have accomplished at this age Mm -hmm. that I still am a little bit more hard on myself and some folks would say I don't need to be but to be honest I I am hard on myself so um I don't I don't necessarily think it's like a mentor but I try to be as much of a, a motivation and encouragement to as many people as I can and you know I find that a lot of people do reach out to me for resources and I don't mind, but I'm like, you want me? Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. Right. So I would say well, that. Well, I, well, I, I, I say that. As so, I, so I have a 14 year old daughter uh-huh. and, um, you know, I sometimes share with her, Hey, I'm going to be interviewing, you know, anything black girls vote. Um, uh-huh. she loves to dance. So, uh, the, the woman, I should remember her name. Um, Copeland. Copeland? Yes. Copeland. She had an opportunity to meet her. So all those, you know, black oh, girl no. things. Mm-hmm. She, um, you know, I said, well, she was like, well, who is she? I said, well, I'm going to be interviewing her. <laughs> um, of course, she's she's doing her own thing now. But um, mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, she, I'm going to show her this because she was like, oh, black girls vote. She was like mm-hmm. asking a lot of questions as it pertains mm-hmm. to voting. And I said, well, you're not able to vote just yet, but. You know, but you, you still know. have to get her engaged. Like, Ex- so exactly. You can't exactly. say you're not able to vote and just brush her off, right? No, so you no, gotta, I brush her off. Oh, okay. I got to make no, sure. Right? No. Don't do that. What's her name? Ava. Ava, keep asking him questions. That's right, Ava. Challenge him. But that's important. Even that um, kids are curious. And what we're finding is that people are curious. And I think so many times that we we count people out and don't think they're engaged. And I'm finding is these young black girls, are they bad? Like, they are so brilliant. They're so smart. And it's my job to prepare them and pass the torch to them. And so that's something I'm very admin about in my organization. Is like, because I know one day they're going to hire my children when I decide to have them, when God's ready for me to have children. But, oh, yeah, like, just to see their brilliance and they're so fearless and they're willing to try things. And certain things that we may be a little bit timid about or afraid because we have our reputations, we have our careers, and we, we may not be as bold as they are. But these kids, they're bold and they're unapologetic about it. So I'm just so 
in awe of this young generation. So I yeah. love these and, and they're hustlers. They're natural hustlers, these young girls. So yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> oh, she's gonna she's gonna love that. She's gonna love that. So so what what legacy are you are you trying to build? Because I think you're gonna you're building a pretty good one. Like I said, you're still growing, you're still learning. I think as as individuals, we should always continue. But I, I say you're well on your way to building building a pretty pretty good legacy. I mean, this the black girls vote. This is this is amazing. I, I got to say that it's definitely amazing. You had a gala last year, right? Black girls vote. You didn't come, did you? I I didn't make it. I I can't remember where I was that time. But you, oh, you, you were slipping. That's where, that's where you are. You were somewhere guess slipping. What? It won't it won't happen again. See, and now this year. Because of COVID, we, it's not looking good. We haven't canceled it yet, but we're very, 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 very likely to cancel it. Because when, 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 when it was scheduled for November twentieth. November twentieth. Oh. Yeah, but you know, looking at a second round or a second, you know, yeah, of COVID. So, um, like, what? Is that, that's, I hear somebody sneeze. That's my dog. This <laughs> 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 is the only way I can keep him quiet during the interview. I, I stay in the apartment. Um, I'm about to say, keep 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 that over there. Listen, don't do that. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> oh goodness, uh, uh, uh. too funny, too funny. Um, so tell us, is there anything that um, it, it, something funny and cool that we should know about you? No, I wouldn't say funny or cool, but you know, a lot of people think it's cool that um, a lot of people don't know that um, when I graduated undergrad, I called it my quarter life crisis, and uh, my last semester. <laughs> At Frostburg, I took an intro into a Mandarin class. Okay. And one of the things I wanted to do upon graduating, my parents like, gave me a gift. And I studied abroad in Beijing for a while, for a few nice. months. Okay. And so at one point, I could speak Mandarin. Um, I was never fluent. Mm-hmm. But while I was there, it would be so funny because I would be walking down the street. And they were like, Dina, Serena. And I'm like, uh, ni hao, what you like? And I would start speaking to them in Chinese. And they're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, and they would try to take a picture with me and stuff like that. So. Even nowadays, if I listen to it, some things will come, but I've totally lost my Mandarin, which is mm-hmm. one of the things that I regret in life is not staying longer and just picking it up. And even my friends now who I studied abroad with while we were there, some of them stayed and they're all fluent in Mandarin. Not all of them, but a good amount of them. And it's right, like, right. Yes, oh, that's, that sounds pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, and they thought you were Serena or Venus. Or Venus, you know, because all black people they would they would literally stop what they were doing <laughs> and just stare at me. Like, and my and my friend, it was a guy. He was a white guy, and we were walking down the street. He said, "I thought they stared at me as a white guy, but they look at you like a freak show." Like, literally, mm-hmm. a lot of them um, were in like rural China, and they had come to the mainland to help build up for the 2008 Olympics. This is pre-Olympic. Mm-hmm. Right, and they right. hadn't seen a black person before. Um, some of them, they were just like, literally, they would stop everything they were doing, just like follow me down the street. Like, and it would be so awkward. So at one point, I just got accustomed to it. And I just started talking to them in Chinese. <laughs> so like, because by that time, I was taking the language classes. So I could have a, I was, I could have a decent conversation with them. I could order all my food, transportation, and where to go and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and how long were you there? That's I was there for three months. Three, three months. months. But I was in class from like nine to five every single day. Eight to four, and then after we would go out to eat and we would travel, but all day long studying Mandarin. Ah, very good, very good. So, w- whenever this quarantine situation is is over, what's what's on your plate? Uh, what's on your what you, what you're looking to do? Um, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I definitely want to get some traveling. I'm going to travel. Okay. I'm a, I'm in so right now physically I'm not in Baltimore, so I want to get back to Baltimore um soon. Um, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, just we'll, we'll, a few things on my list. 
few things. See some, see some people. Yeah, yeah. Just hang out. Sounds sound, sound, sounds good. Sounds good. So um, future projects, Baltimore Girls Vote. What, 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 black girls vote. You keep saying Baltimore black, girls. Black, black, black girls. I'm sorry. That's on your mind. Huh? That's, that's on your, you said it quite a few times. So you're, you're combining black, Baltimore and black, black girls. girls. Black girls vote. I apologize. Yeah. That's the one thing I got. I, I'll say that's the one thing about my guests. If I make a mistake, if I tear up their name, they, they will let me know. And that's how it should be. Absolutely. That's how it should be. So, what's uh, tell on me it? how your show came about. I, 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 went, like, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. You so see, my, I interviewed other people as well. So, I'm going to let you ask questions. Now, I'm going to ask questions. So, go ahead. Ask some questions. Oh, I'm going to ask oh, some questions. Look, look. So you that's, 30 that's, minutes. You got 30 minutes. Oh, actually, we got four. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. We got four. We got four four minutes but that's a that's a conversation I, I always enjoy sharing um uh-huh. it actually stemmed because i was actually i got sick oh. and i was in the hospital for 47 days oh wow um, and during that time again it was on and off or in and out rather and i was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was going on with my life um mm-hmm. i did i was on a podcast and i kind of shared some of this stuff and mm-hmm. folks been trying to interview me but long story short i'll give you the short version cleft note version um, I just was thinking what my look like, my life looked like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's about being in good health. It's about yeah. having strong relationships, mm-hmm. um, be having the money to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I had a few things that I haven't achieved yet. So trying to get those goals achieved. Um, I experienced my life has been extraordinary. And then being able to give back all those things that, that I've accomplished mm-hmm. through life. So during that time, that period, um, I said, what would that look like? How could I deliver a message like that? So with the help of D Chase, matter of fact, who kind of was the motivating factor, he was like, yo, you should be doing something in, in radio and talk and you should put it out there. I, I did just that and got picked up by BeExposedRadio.com. Um, and it's it's been pretty good ever since then. You know, I've been yeah. better and better with each show and uh, just really trying to give folks opportunity to mm-hmm. tell their story because my story is it's it's a long fellow we don't even have the time I, I, i'll have to share that with you uh, yeah, it's motivational time. though you know kind of like um we sometimes we don't know why we go through certain storms and certain ways and you know i saw black girls vote and i literally had lost my job so the freddie green didn't happen i lost my job soon after that and i lived near my where i stay in baltimore my house is right around near my dorm and mall. So that happened. So the riots were not too far from where I live. Right, right. Riots happened. I lost my job. And then someone got murdered right across the street from me. And all those things literally happened back to back. And that's all tied to policy, one way, shape, or form. And if I had not lost my job because I worked in government, I would not have started Black Girls Vote. No, because I would have been too concerned about the conflict. And I was a political appointee at the time, like losing my government job. And so I was concerned and at that moment, I didn't have I didn't have a job to be concerned about. And so sometimes, you know, we um we don't know why, you know. Mm-hmm. So if God takes you to it; He'll take you through it. And then what do you learn along the way? It's just amazing. It's it's life altering. So I'm happy to hear that you're doing well. In those 47 days, I'm sure it got you got a chance to uh, do some digging within. Mr. Oh my goodness! You came yeah, out yeah. a totally different person. I, that 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 I did and been some, and that I did and been some. I I have to share that with you uh, at a at a later date. That's a not for the world conversation. We ain't got the time more to say. We don't have the time. Right time. <laughs> so I, one last question that I like to ask before I like to ask my guests, what does living a rich life mean to you? Wealth, options. You know, it's not about, there's no, 
there's there's no dollar amount i think that can make you happy i think it's just options money doesn't make you happy options make you happy mm-hmm. and so the option to do what you want when you want to do it and just you know i just want a life full of options that's a bridge to me wealth and um you know i have the option to be in this place or that place i have the option to provide for my family i have the option to um travel this way or that way by car by plane whatever i choose the option to um you know support my community through my wealth that I've generated. So for me, this is the option to give back and not be subject to um, the rules and regulations of other people or just, you know, the stress of not having. So that's Absolutely. a of wealth. Life of options. That's a good way to close out the show. I like Ooh, that. Yeah. <laughs> on <the> yacht. <laughs> I like that. Well, I want to, I, I want to thank you um, for being on the show. Thank you. Hopefully your folks have requested their boxes already at the party of the mailbox. We do not have a, we will not be able to meet everybody's demand, but we're looking at bringing this back in November. So we're still encouraging people. I'm still trying to get more supplies and things in. Um, and the election is Tuesday. So make sure today's the last day to register to vote. So if you have any children at home or you aren't sure if your registration is active, you haven't received your ballot, you can still um, register to vote. You go to BaltimoreVotes.org. Uh, forward slash party to request a part of the mailbox box. It's no guarantee you're going to get it. I want to be very clear, but there's a chance that you could um, potentially get it based on, you know, demand and just trying to figure it out. Some people gone in, like someone like Rich has gone in there and, you know, apply for 10 people. No, we're, we're kicking them back, you people. So you can't request 10 boxes. So hopefully you've seen it on social media. So follow Black Girls Vote, Baltimore Votes, and hashtag party at the mailbox. Yeah. With that being said, thank you all so much. Thank you for your team for the amazing questions. I'm glad I didn't read it because it became more organic. Exactly, exactly. And you heard it straight from founder and CEO herself, Black Girls Vote. That's right. Good job. You did it right. All right. See you. Bye, Ava. I can't wait to meet you. (laughs) Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. There you have it. Another Living a Rich Life week. It's no better than that. Make sure you get out there and vote. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Until next week, we'll have uh, some surprise guests coming. Storm, take us out.